Good morning, Alan. Yeah, you have said uh, HSE services in County Wexford are on a cliff edge. You have grave concerns over staffing levels across County Wexford. You've got some stats for us. Can you share them with us, please? I can, absolutely. And I mean, Alan, the reason I'm highlighting the fact is that due to the staffing shortages, all of the HSE services in Wexford are hanging on by a thread. So, for instance, uh, when I quote figures, all of these figures affect sectors like the Children's Disability Network, our mental health services, primary care services and older people services. We're missing, uh, you know, we currently have vacancies for 20 physiotherapists. We have 17 speak or vacancies for 17 speech and language therapists, 15 occupational therapists, and 11 vacant psychology posts. As well as the fact that we haven't yet filled the diet, the pediatric dietitian that we have been given for CAMS, and and strictly. What I don't want to see happening due to these shortages is that we end up in a situation like CAMS where we have a full-blown scandal on our hands due to a lack of staffing. But equally, Alan, the lack of staff in these areas means that the current staff are under severe pressure and are voting with their feet and they're leaving their positions. So in New Ross, we did have two speech and language therapists, one has been moved to Waterford. The second is on maternity leave and not replaced. And my information today is that the manager of our children's network disability team in New Ross has resigned. So I am very, very concerned. You know, we have 6,350 children, I was told by the HSE last week, who are waiting on an assessment of need. And that is the assessment that they receive then a statement of treatment or a statement of need from the HSE in relation to autism. And without that assessment and without the statement of need, we actually don't know what services are required. So clearly these vacancies are only based on current figures. They don't cater for an extra 6,350 children coming into the system across the services. But without that statement of need, children aren't being allowed into autism units in for their education within schools. The whole thing is complete is it's a complete mess, Alan. All right. I, I mean looking at the stats, twenty physiotherapists, where uh, where is that figure coming from? Where are the vacancies for physiotherapists? Twenty in the county. They, they would be across the entire sector, the public sector of primary care services that are required, we'll say, daycare centres for older people. You can imagine, Alan, when we talk about disabilities, everybody assumes that we're talking about people who are born with disability. As a matter of fact, 50% of disabilities are incurred during the lifetime. So someone who might be might have had a car accident, they end up in a wheelchair, all of these our disability, require right. disability services. But, so, uh, sorry, also, sorry for cutting across you, Verona. Where is that figure of 20 physiotherapists, 17 speech and language oh, therapists, 15 occupational therapists? Where are you getting that from? That's coming from the department of the HSE in CHO5. Right. That's Kate Colleen, who is in the sector in CHO5. That's our community health care, uh, CHO5 community health office is is Wexford area, CHO5. We're right. combined with Kilkenny Carlow and Waterford. And, and, you know, but there's figures that are specific to Wexford. Right. So we have people who are waiting in that case 
They're waiting for physiotherapy. They're waiting for speech and language. They're waiting for occupational therapists. And they're waiting for psychology services. All of which we know early intervention is key, particularly when it comes to physiotherapy, when it comes to speech and language therapy with children. And we're just letting families and people down. Right. And, and we have, we've seen now the situation in CAMS is a full-blown crisis. This to me and to my mind and the families I speak with, is a full-blown crisis. Mm. We have 162 children waiting for services. And if a child isn't, if there isn't intervention, particularly with speech and language, there's a good chance that the service, when the children receive the service, it won't be successful. All right. So We now know the problem. We now know the scale of the the vacancies that are out there. But what's the solution? Because uh, that's the question people will ask me to put to you and to... Yeah, absolutely. And and this is why... Well, the solution is that we've got to look at it from a broad spectrum, and that goes right back as far as the education sphere. Not only are we not educating enough within the sectors, so as that we have an, uh, qualified professionals to pull from, but those who are here are leaving in their droves. They're emigrating once they've qualified. They're not particularly looking at the public health service simply because there are issues with the management structure. And the staff that I have dealt with and spoken to do not feel supported. They actually don't feel safe within their jobs. And it is down to the clinical governance structure that's employed across some of these services. Now, last week on the Public Accounts Committee, of which I'm a member, I questioned the HSE, the current interim CEO, Stephen Mulvaney, at length, as well as some of his colleagues on these issues. For three hours, it was probably the most frustrating three hours I have spent in the Public Accounts Committee. Why? All because they just kept repeating that there was a recruitment and retention crisis without telling us what they are doing to solve it. What would you, if you you had the magic wand and you could solve it, what would you do to solve it? Well, I think, you know, Alan, when I talk about clinical governance structures, this is the management over all of these professionals. And Mm. that management is not sufficiently qualified to deal with the issues is a particular, that's a particular problem. And so you have professional staff, when not feeling supported, they are at risk in their job. If they make a mistake, they are liable and they're not getting the guidance that's required. And the HSE is denying that that's the case. However, if the H, I've asked them, to prove to me that they have a clinical governance structure equal across all of the services, because that's primarily why we can't retain staff. Mm. When it comes to recruitment, we have got to look at how we are going to recruit people from overseas simply because they are not here, and if they are, they're not encouraged into the public health services. We have to provide, for instance, when a staff nurse leaves Ireland and goes to work in Australia, when they go into somewhere like an ICU, a critical unit, they are in charge of four patients. In Ireland, that can be as many as eight. Putting them under severe pressure, again feeling that they are unable to do their job to the best of their ability because of the pressure and the workload. So I think we've got to look at what we're offering in the whole package. We offer nurses €4,000 to come back to Ireland. Why can't we use that €4,000 to ensure that they stay and don't leave in the 
first place. Now, everybody will say, Alan, that there is a, a, you know, travel is the essence of life. And yes, it is. But most people in a permanent job would prefer to stay where that job is equal to what they can do abroad. And I think, you know... All right, I, I just can I get a comment from you? I, I, I can't go to it too much detail today, but uh, the Attorney General's report in the nursing homes, have you a comment to make on that? What do you make of it? Well, I certainly do. It's 100, the report came out at 5 o'clock yesterday evening. It's 192 paragraphs of waffle, and to be fair, it could have been said in four words nothing to see here. Mm-hmm. And, and it's very telling that what the Attorney General doesn't say is he doesn't say monies were not owed. He uses the statute of limitations to say that if people were to claim they're out of time, it is the weakest of a defence. It can be set aside and every lawyer knows it. It can be set aside where fraud can be proven. So what I'll be doing on the floor tomorrow evening when we debate uh, the nursing home issue and the disability issue will be to ask for the brief that was given to the Attorney General. I'll be asking for the brief that was provided historically. And I'll be asking, you know, it's very simple for the Attorney General to look in the rear view mirror and give an opinion such as this. But the reality is that monies, we do know that monies were due. And and basically, this is a camouflage, as far as I'm concerned, until all the facts are laid on the table. And I just wanted to say, yeah. yeah, sorry. Go ahead, yeah. Yeah, finally, you're going to be asking the Taoiseach today to increase the resources for Gardaí and, and law enforcement in County Wexford. This is interesting. What are you putting forward to the Taoiseach today? Well, this morning in promised legislation, I'm going to be asking why the business cases that have been put forward by our senior Gardaí, such as the superintendent and chief superintendent, has been ignored to date. Ross Lear, you're going to hear from Glen Carr, has been a massive success story. But part of that success story is because we have heavily resourced the port with a number of our policing resources. And we have not received any extra resourcing that would then suffice around the county to replace that resourcing. Now, the Gardaí and the, those in charge are doing the best they can with the resources they have. But we certainly need to see an increase in those resources to justify the policing that's resourcing Ross Lair. After all, Ross Lair is a port, as you know, Alan, that the government ignored for long enough. And it has been so successful, not because of government, but because of the combined efforts of those who utilise that port not exclusive, but including myself and many of those who understood how the port operated. And I think particularly with the issue we have today in relation to our Ukrainians and all of that, we have to keep the port policed, but we cannot let the services lag around the rest of the county. And unfortunately, the front of the papers this week are depicting that. So it's time government stepped up. You know, there is a recruitment crisis in the policing sector. They've promised 200 Gardaí per quarter for the whole year. They're not able to recruit, and that is something that needs to be looked at, or it's going to be to everybody's detriment. 